Disney Plus is off the Look, I ain't even got it yet. I ain't even got it yet, but I looked at their lineup. Their lineup put me in tears and took me straight back to my childhood. I'm like, damn. I'm like, Disney Plus came out like shooting at everybody. Like, Netflix, we got you. Bam. Mm. Hulu, you don't want it. Damn. <laughs> like, they wanted all the smoke, man. Like, they wasn't, they wasn't playing. Like, I was like, you put the original Lion King on this joint, man. Man. Welcome to Live, Let, Thrive a podcast about the Airbnb life, the share economy, and everything in between. Here are your hosts, Micah and Steve. Hello, hello, hello. And welcome back to another exciting episode of Live, Let, Thrive. <laughs> Micah, man, what's going on? Stevie D. Stacks, I'm good, man. How about yourself? <laughs> oh, great, man. Um, a little bit of a warning for this show. This is our second show of the night. So, <laughs> if my shirt looks the same, it's because it is. If if my cup looks a little bit um, filled up more, it's because it is. You know, it's the second show. Right before night, got to get a little bit of, of whining, whining and dining going on. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Without man. the dining. Hold the dining. <laughs> <laughs> Just whining, huh? Just whining. Uh, this is episode 107 of your favorite Airbnb VRBO home away uh share economy uber lyft yada 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 you know podcasts yeah man. Favorite. 107 damn favorite yeah 107 episodes this is nuts this is out of, hey, this is matter of fact hey if we have any listeners who have actually rocked with us from episode one send us an email That'd be interesting. Like, I'll be interested to see somebody who's rock with you from 1 to 107. <laughs> we must be putting out some good shit. Because you know? like, I, I think you probably get bored of it. You know you know how you swap between podcasts? But, yeah, if you've rocked with us since episode one, yeah, holla at us. There are our ride-or-die listeners. Yeah, yeah. I may send you a free shirt or something, man. We'll we do something special for you. We, we do owe Taylor a shirt. But yeah, I, ask for information. I told her to send me your information, and I'll send it to her. Definitely. Okay, cool, cool, cool. With our, with our mugs on it, that's cool. Represent, with our mugs. <laughs> with the representing the F-L-A-R or F-L-O-R-I-D. See, I had too much wine. But anyways, <laughs> Florida. Florida. Um, episode Florida. And yeah. episode Florida. Um, what, what, one thing, I know you, you got excited right now before the episode. We started rolling. But one thing that's a huge, I don't know if you even thought about it. You probably thought about it, but you didn't write it down or, or maybe you did right now. But is Disney Plus is off the Look, I ain't even got it yet. I ain't even got it yet. But I looked at their lineup. Their lineup put me in tears and took me straight back to my childhood. I'm like, damn. I'm like, Disney Plus came out like shooting at everybody. Like, Netflix, we got you. Bam. Mm. Hulu, you don't want it. Damn. Like, like, they wanted all the smoke, man. Like, they wasn't, they wasn't playing. Like, I was like, you put the original Lion King on this joint, man. Like, man. Man. You, you have it? You have Disney Plus? I don't have it yet. Me neither, I dude. Get it. I got two kids. I got to get it. Yeah, I'm to getting get it tonight. I'm getting it tonight. After okay. we get through this podcast, I'm getting Disney Plus. Like, I looked Six at it, and I was month, like, right? that's a hell of a lineup. Six bucks but, a month, right? How much? Six bucks a month. Oh. But I'm sure they're going to jack it up to, like, you know. To, to Netflix levels pretty soon. I'd pay 20 for that. Uh, see, for don't that tell lineup? Them. Don't tell them. Yeah, it's a great lineup. It's That's a, great a lineup. hell of a lineup. Like, I'm talking <clears> day one. I looked at that lineup. I'm like, yo, this is this is my childhood right here. Like, Disney <laughs> Disney touched the uh, the nostalgia piece in my heart, man. I'm like, yo, you can't, you can't beat this. Man, you know how, how um, a lot of – and this is how we tie it all back to Airbnb. You know how, like, so many um, Airbnb pics of the houses and the living rooms and it has a Netflix frozen on the screen, you know, one of the pictures they take to show guests that they have the – man, they're going to be putting that Disney Plus oh, symbol yeah. on there. I'm putting it on All there. these – yeah, the Netflix. I mean, I mean, and these Airbnbs pictures. Oh, yeah. Disney oh, Plus yeah. will be prominent. You got to have it. You got to yeah. have it. And that's yeah, because it's funny. And then for people that don't do that, uh, me and Steve, one thing we had always this is a good tip from one of our older uh, older episodes is take pictures with the TV on. And we take I take pictures like we take pictures with the TV on with the Netflix on there. I'm, I'm a definitely matter of fact, I'm doing that now. I'm about to put one with the Disney Plus on. Man, you, you, that? you got it yet? You got it. You'll get it. You get it. Yeah, I'm about to get it. I can just uh, I can uh, you know you can go. By the way, for people that do Roku's. Remember, you can control all your TVs from your Roku.com, so you can go add Disney Plus to all of them right now if you want to. Mm. I mean, the guests can do it too, but, you know, 
if you want to take those pictures and whatnot. That that like I looked at that Disney Plus lineup. I'm like, <clears throat> definitely putting that on my Airbnb listings. Plus, plus one thing I'm excited about. I'm a Star Wars fan, and so the Mandalorian yep. that mm-hmm. show is about uh, it's about the bounty hunter from Star Wars. The um, well, it's not about him. Um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Bill. See, I want to piss off a lot of people because Star Wars fans are are fanatical. Yeah. It's uh, Boba Fett. Boba mm-hmm. Fett was like a this this um, cult hero character from Star Wars, never and um, from the original Star Wars. They brought him back on the prequels and stuff. But anyways, um, Boba Fett, they're doing a series about his his tribe of bounty hunters back in the day, and um, it, it looks freaking awesome, dude. So I, yeah, I yeah, but you can only get that on Disney Plus. <laughs> It's uh yeah so yeah we're all we're all geeking out about Disney Plus yeah. but anyway Disney Plus came right in with the Mar- Captain Marvel too I ain't seen Captain Marvel so I gotta go see that you know so yeah it's gonna make you some money at your Airbnb you gotta have it you gotta have yeah. it you know I don't know if it's gonna kill Netflix it might put a dent in them I don't know that's a good question that's a good question I don't know I don't know because but this is my thing because Disney owns Marvel right 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 so are they gonna pull all the Marvel from Netflix? It's all on there. I believe all the Marvel's on there. Oh, oh, you mean take it off of Netflix? Yeah. Oh, that's a good question. I don't know. I, well, I, I'm sure they signed some kind of like, um, you know, lease for yeah. however long they're going to be there. But I think that eventually, yeah, they're going to put it all on their shit. Yeah, because the Netflix originals, I ain't going to lie. I, I like Luke Cage, Jessica Jones, Daredevil, all that. I'm like, I hope they don't pull that, man. <laughs> Sometimes they, Daredevil was a badass show. But yeah, man. Uh, they, might, they might let um, Netflix have some of the... Uh, less popular marvel stuff you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> but but they might they're gonna take all the the big hits i'm i'm, I'm fairly sure about that fairly certain yeah. so yeah 107 man let's just yeah. dive into this mug sorry about the disney sprint yeah man <laughs> no I, that's 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 definitely part of of your airbnb you gotta have disney yeah. plus put disney plus in there um but yeah man what did you see <laughs> you called this you, you last episode you teased our fans with a a, a name for this <laughs> I don't know if I want to name the show this, but I want it to be like a heavy topic on the show is um, entrepreneur porn. And I heard this expression from somebody because I, I follow this uh, this podcast now called The Sweaty Startup, mm-hmm. um, you know, and um, and that's what The Sweaty Startup is about is about, you know, there's 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 big holes in the in the service industry that aren't being fed because most people, you know, go to college or, you know, they get out of here. They don't want to do stupid jobs. To them, it's stupid jobs like you know, air conditioning or fucking washing cars or or oil changes. They don't want to do stuff like that. So there's like a big need for these kind of jobs. And they say you could, if you know how to get you a, a nice website, you can like rank number one on Google because that's what people look for nowadays. They don't look at yellow pages anymore because a lot of these old timey businesses are still in the doing things like from the 80s, you know, doing business from the 80s. They got fax machines and shit. But if you could like, <laughs> if you could like learn some of these like um, sweaty startup skills, you know, and um, a pool cleaning service, whatever the hell, and you can make yourself, you know, you know enough to make yourself rank high in the Google rankings. Yeah. And you could like take over, a, you could take over a whole industry in your city, man. And it's, it's a, it's a, it's a cool it's a cool um, podcast. Uh, check it out. Sweaty Startup. Anyways, we give props to people that help us out. So um, yeah. what, I, what I heard on that show was a term from this other guy that caught, hopped on there. And it was, and he mentioned this, this term called entrepreneur porn. And he said, and he said, most people, you know, they just, they're addicted to entrepreneur porn. And, I, and he, and he went into saying what it was. And it was like, you know, and he mentioned uh, there's these these guys, these Gary V's. You know, Gary Van Vanderchuk. Yeah, Vanderchuk. Gary, Tony, that dude. Gary Vanderchuk, Tony Robbins, um, Grant Cardone's. And he goes and they and they're speaking on these Instagrams and doing these like you know, these like ten second snippets that are that are, that get you motivated and all this stuff and people and these podcasts and all this you can make this money and this and that. And he goes and people are addicted to this entrepreneur porn and they're, they're falling down these rabbit holes. And they're following these guys and this and that, but they're never doing nothing with it. Mm-hmm. He said, they're not, they're not actually, um, they're not actually going further than just, um, just, <laughs> just watching these videos over and over again, you know? And so it's, it's just like, um, it was, it was a cool term. And I was like, yeah, I could see that. Cause people, cause people, that's all they do. They just, um, they, they're talking this, this and that big time, but they're not giving, you know, 
They're not doling out the actionables. Or if they are, people aren't following the actionables, unless they pay a whole buttload of money to, to go through their programs and systems and all this stuff. But um, That's most people, though. That's most people, right. Mm-hmm. And so um, so I wouldn't, I, I said, I wouldn't consider us you know, entrepreneur porn. I think we kind of, we kind of do it. You know, we, we talk about things. We get into subjects that people really don't talk about too much. We are entrepreneur porn because entrepreneur porn from what it sounds like is just us putting it out there. Um, It's not up us to make people do anything. The people who come back to this show usually are the people that actually do it and want to learn more. And we tell them what we've learned and shoot, we even have people emailing us and sending us messages and, of what they've learned you know what i mean right right, um, right. giving us advice that we can give back to other people so i would say we're entrepreneur porn but you're talking about people who actually put forward things that's a personal thing that's a mm-hmm. that's personal that's real right, personal right. like most people when it actually comes comes down to creating a plan and execute execution man that's those are the hustlers hustlers execute they got an execution plan. They thinking ahead. They researching. They finding out how to do it. And they doing it. So yeah, not all people are like that. You know, uh, I think I told I said this on this podcast before. Like uh, <laughs> Colin Cowherd made a good a good uh, example of people that listen to Tony Robbins. He goes, yeah, man, they go to those his little concerts. They're jumping all up and down. So they're gonna change their life. <laughs> and a week later, when Tony Robbins ain't in the room, they're sitting down watching TV, eating a pizza. <laughs> like yeah man tony robbins ain't gonna always be there so you have to have a little bit of self-motivation you know no, that's that's true and and i um when i heard that that term the other day the entrepreneur porn i thought of tony robbins mm-hmm. and and i remember watching online you know one they show one of his he jumps gets on stage he's dancing around music's going yeah. and come on jump jump everybody's dancing and singing and and um and then he's just like pumping everybody up like through the roof right he's great yeah. at it he's, he's a freaking amazing at it he's the best and um but then it showed like further into the thing and it's getting out to the nitty gritty and people are sitting down, they're taking notes and he goes, Oh, this is what you do. You know, this is how you, you know, you're going to run your business like this. You're going to follow it this way. You're going to, you know, this is what step this is. This is what, step, I mean, and the people are sitting there writing these notes and this and that, you know, they're, they're kind of like listening and writing all this. I'm like, man, he's making this, this whole complicated spiel. I'm like, and I just thought these legal paths, these people right now, man, they're just going to end up in their house somewhere. They're never going to do nothing with them. For the most part, maybe someone will, maybe it'll, maybe it'll touch somebody, you know, but for the most part, he's going through this whole complicated spill and what, and what, and that's what, that's what, that's what the gist of it to me was being addicted to entrepreneur porn because people just want to hear this stuff pumping in their ears all the time, watching the videos and stuff like that. But they never, but the only, the best way to learn is actually to jump out and do it. Yep. I mean, you're going to fail if you don't, if there's no one that's never failed that shit, right? And you just, you just got to buy a house. You got to start Airbnb. And that's how you learn. That's how I learned. That's how I'm sure that's how you learned. <laughs> you're not really going to fail. You're going to learn. That's what you say. You're going to learn. Yeah, you're going to learn. You're going to learn. learn. Um, yeah, most people, that's just how they are, man. You have to know how to, once you run into those people, you just have to know how to deal with them. Because some people will waste your time sitting mm-hmm. there talking to you, talking to them. And they're just really there to hear this and not really do it down to do actionables. And that's one thing that come with, knowing your time um they're like i was telling people i think of two weeks ago on the podcast i said man there's some people i charge there's some people i know they're gonna go out there and get it and bring it back to you and you're gonna learn 10 times over because you're gonna they're gonna go hustle you know what i mean so you you give right, back right. by learning and you also you give back by teaching but you also <laughs> receive by teaching because you learn you know what i mean so and then some people ain't really there to learn they're just here to kind of talk about it not really put together actionables you mm-hmm. kind of just, you know, you deal with those people, but you, you know what I'm saying? Charge them for your time, you know, and then the people that are about it, they'll be there. You know what I mean? Because honestly, that's why Tony Robbins has people, he has his big, huge events where he charges a few bucks to get in. But then like, hey, if you want my personal time, 40 grand. If a person gives you 40 grand, they're going to go hustle. They're going yeah, to go yeah. hustle. They got skin in the game. Straight up. They got skin yeah, in the so, game. Um, matter of fact, I'm going to talk about this kid who I, uh, this dude's, 20 years old, 20 years old. I ain't gonna say his name on the cast yet, but I might, well, I might have him on the cast in the future. He's 20 years old and uh, he did a consultation with me and I told him about, I told him about arbitrage and how to automate it. And I talked to this dude 
couple weeks later, he had six arbitrages left. <laughs> said, damn. I'm like, damn, 20 gonna, years old, man. He's going to pass you, man. Yeah, straight up. But I, I like that because I was like, as soon as he told me he had six up, he sent it to me through, like, Facebook Messenger. I was like, yo, here's my personal number. Call me anytime you need me. Straight up, man. Like, damn, I need that type of hustler on my team. Like, he, like I'm talking, dude, I only talked to him for 30 minutes. Told him how to do Remember Six Kung years. Fu? Remember Kung Fu? The student has become the master. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, man, there's some people who are going to do it and some people ain't, man. Like people who are willing to pay you for your time, they're more than likely going to go get some. They're about, they're about to go get their hustle on. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, yeah, man, it's, it's uh, you know, and there's nothing wrong with, you know, uh, like uh, people who listen to podcasts, YouTube and all that all day. It's cool, but yeah, you got to go get your hustle on at some point. Speaking of that, my, my um, buddy Pedro, I mentioned him on the cast before about his, um, his son graduating and kind of like, you know, thinking about doing the whole real estate thing a little bit and maybe Airbnb. And um, he hit me up again just uh, a couple of days ago, just out of the blue. And this is like last year when he was asking about this. And of course, I told him everything I know. I told him, you know, all the programs out there for kids that, you know, want to get a, get a spot, whatever. And um, then they never really did nothing with it, which I expect. Most most of my friends at work that they, they, they kind of know that I do real estate and Airbnb and stuff. They'll ask me a ton of questions. I I tell them everything I know. I'm just you know I'm at work, whatever. And no one ever does anything with it. But he hit me up again, which makes me think man, he might be a little more serious because his son is really really digging the really getting into the entrepreneurial um, spirit, you know. And he um, and so I told him, well, there's this there's this thing called the Kitty Condo Program. Yeah. And um, <laughs> and I don't and I don't know if I told him that the first time because I didn't know, but you told me about it. You told me that's how you got your first spot, and we'll dig in that dig into that in a minute. But what the Kitty Condo program pretty much is, and this yeah, you might you might write this down, y'all that are listening. Yeah, if you have a kid a that's one. that's in high school, about ready to graduate or whatever, um, and you've always wanted to get a rental property, but you don't have twenty grand. You don't want to do a house hack and move out of your house because blah blah blah. You know your spouse this and that. But, um, or it's just inconvenient, which is, is understandable. But if you want, if you, if you don't want to drop, you know, 20% on a property, which is like 20, 30, $40,000, then who has that laying around and you want to get a rental property, there's, there's a great way to do it is called the kitty condo program. And just look that up online. And what it is, is a FHA loan for 3.5% for your kid who's graduate, you know, who's you're co-signing for him kid is like you know 18 i believe it has to be 18 he (laughs) or she and um you can get um anything up to like a four unit of like a fourplex off this kitty condo program so you can pay 3.5 percent and get you a single family uh a duplex triplex or a fourplex and um yeah you're only out that 3.5 percent so hundred thousand dollar house you're you're out three thousand dollars you know it's pretty cool and your son has or daughter has to live there for a year you pointed that out to me and I thought, you know, I read it wrong, but yeah, they have to live there for a year. But what I instantly thought, I was like, man, you can get a fourplex, have your, have your kid live in one of the units and automatically you have, you're renting out three units from day one. Mm-hmm. You only had to put 3.5% down. That's yep. freaking, that's power right there. Yep. And, and then in one year, your kid can move out of there. Mm-hmm. And, and then you're renting that you got four units within a year. That's fucking insane, you know. I know for most of us mortal people that aren't doing all this crazy, you know, bigger pockets, you know, stuff that they're doing. But, but yeah, I think that's just that's just an amazing way to get to to get units. You know, you're co-signing for your kid. It's your kid. You know, hopefully you trust them and they're not going to screw things up. But <laughs> but they're getting the spot for free or low rent. And then you're teaching them the the real estate game. I think it's win, 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 man, all the yeah. way around. Straight up, man. Um, yeah, the Kenny Condo program is powerful, man. It's a huge, powerful thing. I used it when I was uh, in my in my college days when I had moved to Little Rock, Arkansas. So I was actually homeless, living you know, on people's couches and back and forth. You know what I mean? I was living on my aunt's couch, my uncle's couch, sister's couch, you know? So, and that's what got me into real estate was doing the Kitty Condo program. And uh, yeah, man, like you can, you can use that thing. Let's say, shoes. Matter of fact, you got four kids, all adults right now. You can get four properties, or really, let's say you were to get four fourplexes. That's sixteen doors. Mm. Sixteen mm. doors <laughs> you could get, and just have them live in each one of your, your kids live in each one, and they can rent the rooms out, pay you back your down payment, 
But the best part about the Kitty Condo program, the best part about it, is you get your money, all your down payment back within a year. Um, well, most of it depends on how much you put down. But uh, they give you $10,000 on your tax return next year. They, they give you a $10,000 credit. Now is that return. still is that still valid or was that just back I, in the day? I hope it is. I don't know because I the the ones I've been reading I hadn't seen that and and, the, and you bought years right around the time the the, the, Obama, the Obama money was happening right because yeah, I got eight I got eight thousand dollars to buy my first house for real yeah I got eight thousand dollars back on my tax return yeah so God, I think I got... yeah I don't know if it still exists like that but either way with or without that return of your down payment it's still a good freaking yeah payment. yeah it's still a good one you know they may have been doing that because of the housing crash at the yeah, time yeah 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 so like eight grand back on the, on a single family. Yeah, you hop in. A, yeah, because you had to do a single family. Yeah, so I, that might not be there, especially if you're hopping into multifamily. But yeah, yeah but just an off top, you could uh, look into that and get each put a get a house for each of your kids. And man, it is it's pretty dope for cheap. Because I remember like me and Steve, we've been trying to get houses for our kids. Like right now, put them on 15 year mortgages. But shit, if you get to put your house, kid in a fourplex <laughs> right now, you be like, damn. You know, when they're 18, can go to college. Yeah. That can pay for their college and their housing. That's, that's the best part. That's their graduation gifts. Each of them, they're going to get a fourplex. Straight up, you know, <laughs> and live in it, you know. And so, um, but yeah, man, it, Kitty Condo is powerful, man. That's a powerful move, you know. Um, and like we were saying, man, it's not about having a lot of money. It's just about, it's about knowledge, what you know, you know what I'm saying? Some people don't even know that exists, that you could do that. Um, I didn't know it until you told me about it. Yeah, it was Kitty Condo. There's another one called uh, NACA, NACA, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, that you can get houses for for low man NACA NACA or DACA one or the two um, look them up NACA or DACA I think it's NACA because DACA is the one for the immigrants or something right uh, but mm-hmm. dreamers yeah the dreamer thing so let me yeah. NACA but yeah check it it's ways to get houses out here without having a lot of money down so yeah there's always a way there's always yeah, a way there's a will there's a way and so this episode we're talking about a lot of good things aren't we Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah and they can air if you get them put them in a fourplex they can airbnb the three other units you know what i mean be really making some money mm-hmm. but uh i banks banks are a big ripoff right would you agree they rip us off to jump from the kitty condo program to that because banks help obviously help you out there but I, i'll find what you get i'll, going I'll say it i'll say it in this regard for most people 90 some odd percent of the people in this country they're going to buy a $200,000 house, right? Mm-hmm. When it's all said and done, they've been there for 30 years. How much did they pay for that $200,000 house? $400,000, for that same for that house because they're paying all that interest, right? Mm-hmm. So banks are they're fending us over, over, man. I mean, seriously. Well, on a house, you can't <laughs> call a bank a ripoff. Now, if, you're, if it's you living in the house, I'm saying if it's you, your personal house, you're going to pay a crap load of interest. If you're doing like we're doing, we're throwing a renter in there and they're, they're dealing with the bank note for us. Yeah, that's good. They're making us money, right? But it's not a ripoff either way. You don't the think thing's so? still going to appreciate, right? Hopefully. Not hopefully. <laughs> go buy where it's going to appreciate. You know, that's, that's due diligence. Yeah. If you, yeah and I'm... And that's the problem. Let me, let me go back. Right, go ahead, I'm happy ahead, you said hopefully. Go ahead. Because go ahead. I've been dealing with hearing a lot of people like they buy houses. Some people don't understand appreciation, especially in Texas. Like I'd be like, in, in Texas is one of the best places where houses appreciate. Like, because I asked people like they were like I was talking to people. He was like, no nah, man, I don't. I, they were like the house don't appreciate that fast. Even if you because we we're talking about PMI, and I'm like on a house that I live in. I'll pay PMI only because I know it's going to appreciate. And they're like, well, it's not guaranteed that it'll appreciate. I'm like, go to schooldigger.com. It'll tell you if your house is going to appreciate. It's tools out there in place that'll tell you the appreciation rate. So like when I told them how much my house had appreciated, they're like, what? How? I'm like, I purposely bought a house that was in Arlington, but in Mansfield school district. So I knew my house would appreciate. So even people that are just, because thing with single family houses is there's people that just buy houses to buy them, you know, cause they want to call it home. But yeah, do your due diligence, man. Do your due diligence. Know that how the house is going to appreciate. Cause I, I've talked to a lot of people the last couple of weeks. Eh, I don't appreciation. It's something you bank. I'm like, man, you can do due diligence to find out if it's going to appreciate. That's now, do my you, rant. now, do you still believe in the, on that note, do you still believe in the motto refi till you die? 
is that is that money in there that's been appreciating? Is that um, just it depends dead on money? how I it depends on how I acquired the property because I am going to be doing some refis here soon because I'm, uh, me and Mahogany are working on an investor package to throw to some investors. So then we will be refining, or but we'll be refining to pay back our investors and then have the house in our name. So we're going to get into some creative financing. In that case, yes, I will be refining. Would you like to expand on that? Um, pretty much, we're trying to uh, get a hold of private money for flips, uh, buy and holds and flips. Um, and then what we'll be doing is putting together an investor package. I've been doing a lot of research on bigger pockets to get to an investor package together and use private money instead of hard money to, um, you know, get, get have more, get acquire a few more properties. Right now we've been working on, um, we've been working on, uh, we've been working on our new unit in Jacksonville and we're getting that up. Then we're going to hop into like creative financing like that. Um, that's when I'll refi. I'll be doing a lot of refi in then. And that's what my whole, what I was trying to get to when I said that banks are ripping us off. Uh-huh. <clears throat> because I wanted to say, you know, okay, we see a property we like, we hit up the bank, we tell them, hey, I got this property, you know, I'm pre-approved, yada, yada, yada. They got to check out all of our stuff, all of our, you know, they, they do a deep dive, <laughs> a deep search into us to see everything's cool, credit. You know, we've been working, blah, blah, blah. Um, everything's paid off, nothing missed. And um, then they go into the, you know, our taxes. They go through everything. We have to pay for all this shit, right? We pay for all these closing costs, right? And so um, so we, we, we go do that. We do the inspection. We do everything. You know, we pay each agent gets paid. Banks, and then banks charge us thousands of dollars just to buy the house. Plus, you know, all the money and the interest, all the PMI, all that, blah, 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 blah. And what you had mentioned was exactly what I was trying to get to. You're trying to do it with private money. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying the only way I was, I was going to segue to that. The only way to really advance in the real estate game is to figure out how to do it without the banks every time, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Using private money, even hard money. If you have to, if you're going to do a flip or something, you're not going to go try to get a bank loan every single damn flip, right? Yeah. You're going to get some hard money. They're going to give it to you, a, you know, high interest rate, 11, 12%, whatever. But hopefully you knock that, you knock out the turnover in like a, you know, a month or two and fix up the house, sell it, make your profit, you know, pay them off and you're good to go. Or you refi know. it. Or, or do the burr. Yeah. Do the burr. Yeah. Cause imagine and, you uh, get a house at 12% and you refi to six. Yeah. That's, that's good. You're using, the, <laughs> yeah. you're using them at that point. But, mm-hmm. but as far as like, um, and, and what I thought of my, my, my buddy hit me up, my buddy Warren, he hit me up today. He's like, he showed me this house. It's like selling for 160,000 in my neighborhood. And, I was like, oh, okay, it's all right looking, um, but it, it was foreclosure, mm-hmm. and you have to you have to go to um, you have to bid on it, whatever. You have to go to the the auction, and he said, how do I do that? And I said, well, I said, well, you, you know, they they want you to have cash money to buy the damn thing when when it's gonna all you know said and done, you're gonna bid on it, put your price, and you're gonna have cash money to buy the damn thing. And I said, that's where hard money or private money comes in, you, you know, unless you have. Two hundred thousand dollars sitting in your bank account because they're going to bid it up higher and higher. It's not going to sell for one hundred sixty thousand. That might be that might be the um, starting uh, bid. Yeah, starting bid. And so, um, and he said, "Oh, okay, I get it, I get it." Because yeah, and plus, there might be some foundation messed up, roof messed up, this and that, and you're not going to get financing anyways for it. Mm-hmm. So you're going to have to have access to some cash money to buy these these auction houses, you know. But the problem with the auction houses is there, I mean, there's a lot of, if it's, if it, if it lands on Zillow, there's a thousands of eyeballs looking at it already. You don't want it to get to Zillow. You want to get these before they, they the touch eye. Zillow. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what I'm saying. You got to have, I mean, in order to advance to the next level with our real estate game, you know, I'm not there yet, but we got to have this private money ready. We got to have these hard money lenders that we know ready. And then we got to be able to jump on these deals. That we, what you mean that you we ain't want. ready, man? You have a whole podcast <laughs> that the DFW knows about. Don't give you some money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If y'all are out there. You're saying you're not ready. You're ready. out there, give Steve some money, all right? <laughs> yeah. You ready? You know, ready. I mean, it's, uh, you know, because you write what you're saying. It's about having, it's about having access to capital. Because really, when it comes to buying real estate, you have to be able to, do you have access to capital and can you close? You got those two, you're damn near to the finish line. You know what I mean? Um, and then you got to start getting into buying off-market deals. And I know, uh, and I told you, I think I, did I, did I say on the podcast? I don't think I said it. Uh, 
I found two houses, brand new. Nobody's ever lived in them. Been sitting on the market for three years. They're overpriced in the area they're in. They're for one's for three twenty nine, one's for three forty four. But the market that they're in, someone from out of state's gonna have to buy them. So I got a connection on the build to the builder, and I was like, look, I wonder if I can offer him one eighty on his house, and if he'll take it because it's been sitting for three years, mm. brand new build. Mm. He told he told he told my dad, which is he who gave me the inside inside information. He told my dad, he goes, yeah, once I sell these houses, I ain't going to make no profit. Oh. And I'm like, damn. So I'm like, if you're sitting on these houses for three years and you ain't going to make no profit at this point, you might be willing to take anything. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. he and then he also told him, he goes, well, he goes, and I can't get no more money from the bank until I sell the house. So I'm like, shit. I'm tempted to ask a man, how much you owe the bank? <laughs> I'll cash you out for whatever you owe the bank. And I yeah. know you don't owe him no $344,000 <laughs> cuz the house ain't going to sell for that where it's located. But it's a right. badass house, man. And a brand new one next door to it been sitting for a year at 329. So I know I'm like, "Oh, man." And then but the people who've bought the $300,000 houses ain't from there. They're off from like where my parents are from, Oregon, Washington, California, things like that. And I'm like, them people ain't moving here very often. The only time them people move here is if they're originally from here. So I mm. told him, I'm like, look, I'll go offer something on it. Five bedroom, 3,000 square mm. foot house. Bricked, bricked house. Got the uh, the two, four, uh, three door garage on it. Three car garage, man. Ooh. These nice, big, tall ass windows. I'm talking, man, it, it could, that house could sell for 300,000 in Texas. But there, wow. But I'm like, damn, I could Airbnb the shit out of that. <laughs> yeah, Party man. Ass. So I've been, ever since I, I was sitting there, because uh, we were getting a uh, new place, we were ready, and I was over there looking at the house. I went and looked in the windows. My dad, he was like, yeah, yeah, because he knows the builder. He's like, yeah, yeah, I know the builder. He goes, he, he ain't making no money. He's just been sitting there. And I'm like, ain't nobody ever lived in it, dude. Dude, you got your in. Yeah. Got the end, so I was like, "Man, I'll go off him like shit, one eighty. But no, I, I really want. I'm mean, trying to get his number so I can talk to him. I'm just straight asking, man, how much you owe the bank? Because ain't you ain't making no money anyway. If you can't, <laughs> he can't even get a loan to build more houses because he's a real estate developer. They ain't oh, giving him no sucks. house to build build no more. Sucks. They ain't giving him no money. Wow. So You're solving a problem for him. There you go, solving a problem. There you go. Yeah, so. that's cool, man. Opportunities knocking. Straight up, but yeah. Private money and hard money, but private money is a little bit better. But yeah, though, that's yeah, what you private money is better. Straight Lower up. interest rate, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you you can create your own interest rate. What is what does the word resourcefulness mean to you? Resourcefulness. Resourcefulness, and give an example how you've applied that word. Resourcefulness. I just think having a. I can't say being a resource because that's <laughs> that's taking the word and using it as a no. Um, being a connection or a plug to information, and also being able to apply it, apply that okay. information. Um, okay. Resourcefulness, like I would say, my dad was resourceful in what he told me about that house. Um, to be resourceful, you usually have to be really good at networking, which is one thing I'm working on is my networking okay. skills. How would you? Okay. How would you say resource, See, what resourcefulness? That's why I like. That's why I'm glad I asked you because you, you answered it in a, in a totally in a totally different way than I, I was expecting. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, but it's a it's a good way, you know. We you know being a resource, I like that, and um and helping people, yeah. but like resourcefulness to me is like okay, you give yourself a deadline, right? Mm-hmm. You um <laughs> you got to get this house Airbnb ready by um i don't know let's say friday well tomorrow's friday fuck let's say let's say by monday because you got first guest coming in monday you don't got no beds you don't got no <laughs> you took you use one bed to take pictures in one room to make it look nice and you moved it to each bedroom to make it set you know to make it um to fill out your pictures and set up yeah. your airbnb then you got bookings and and that's what I that's what I tell people. I was like, and and I and I heard it on another podcast too about being resourceful. That's what being an entrepreneur is, you know, mm-hmm. figuring out ways to solve problems when you're in a crunch. 
yep. using whatever you know or whatever by any means necessary to solve this problem. And I've yeah. put myself in so many crunches, but that's the only freaking way I get things done. If yeah. I don't have deadlines or timelines or, or um, you know, I don't put myself under the gun, I don't get shit done. But yeah. as soon as I put a deadline on there and I know I got to be out of this house by this date and I know I got to have it set up by this date, man, I find, I find a way to do it. I'm resourceful yep. as hell. I start calling people that I, you know, I call in people's peoples and stuff like that. Oh, I need some beds. I need some linens. I need some this. I need some that. I need a TV. I'm at Walmart buying groceries. I throw a TV in the car. You know, you find a way to do it. You're resourceful. And mm -hmm. and even if you don't got all the money, you just find, you start hitting people. Hey, you got a sofa you ain't using. <laughs> yep. It just lights a fire. So what entrepreneurs are to me is are very resourceful people. They figure out ways to yep. solve these problems that most people wouldn't even bother trying to solve. That's what resourcefulness, resourcefulness is to me. Yep, I like that. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, definitely is. It's funny you talking about timelines because I got to have an Airbnb up and running by Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> What's today? It's Thursday night, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah, because we're catching a flight on Wednesday, headed back home to Portland. So, yeah, I got to have that thing up and running, moving. Are you gonna have you gonna put one in Portland? No, no, no. I'm putting one in uh, Arkansas. Another one oh, okay. in Arkansas. Okay. Oh, I see. I see. Oh, I forgot to tell y'all, man. Speaking of Arkansas, I got a plug, which I, I missed my call with them today. Um, it's a place called AHRN. Check out AHRN.com. These are for people that have Airbnbs or short-term rentals near airports or um, military bases. This is where the military bases go to find housing for their uh, for their people. Check out AHRN. I, oh. I missed the call with them today. I was taking care of mahogany. I missed the call. And I was like, oh, whatever. I'll reschedule it. Yeah, check out AHRN. Eight, Alpha Hector Romeo November.com. AHRN. Um, you can, that's another place to place some more corporate clients. Um, if you're in Fort Worth, Texas, or Arlington will work, you know, yeah. Uh, nice, nice. AHRN. Yeah. I, I love, I love, you know, thank our military for all they do for us, but they're also really great guests. I've never had a problem with military. Yeah. They've left the house, you know, perfect as they found it. And they, yeah, I'm knock on wood. I ain't had no problems with them. They've been yeah. great guests. So I'd love to, I'd love to host military. Yeah, definitely, man. Check it out. Yeah. Um, I mean, uh, I, I'd, I'd host Kaepernick too, if he came to my house, you know, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on both sides of the fence. Yeah. I heard he got a workout. <laughs> He's got, yeah, he got his workout today, right? Yeah, yeah. Speaking of workout and football, <laughs> LSU. Number one in the country, baby. LSU. <laughs> Man, yeah, me and Steve, we're going to have a go to somebody's cookout if they uh, if it's LSU versus Ohio State. Because I'm a Buckeyes fan. Huh? I'm a huge yeah. Buckeyes fan, as you know. As the, the fans, I don't know if the fans know, but I'm a huge Buckeyes fan. And, um, oh, I asked my, you know, my, my buddy at work, um, he, he's, from, he's from Arkansas also. He's from Arkansas. Um, see, you put me on the spot. His name is Clyde. Clyde Davis. Clyde Davis. That's his name. The one I met, the black, big tall black dude. No, you didn't meet him. No, you didn't meet this guy. What but part of Arkansas is he from? He said he's from like Little Rock also. Little Rock. I guarantee like, I probably know him or know his people. Okay, he's about your age. He's about 30, 30 some odd. And um, so yeah, I, 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 really? yeah, I call him Clyde the Glide, Clyde Davis. Yeah, brother, he's a brother. And so he, um, have to he's know. a he's a huge LSU fan. And I asked him, man, it's like, I was like, you're my brother. I, I, my buddy Micah's from from Arkansas too, and he's he's an LSU. I was like, how come you aren't an Arkansas fan? And he goes, well, we're closer actually to Louisiana than we are to Fayetteville. Yeah, you know, to Fayetteville. <laughs> and he says, so a lot of us in that area are are LSU fans. Like, oh, okay i get it now i didn't know i didn't know why because i was like yeah. that's just the trip that he's from arkansas and he's a big lsu fan also he, he wears all all purple all purple all the time right? <laughs> and uh and so we, we we get into it about college football and um and so he's and he, he's been at hitting me up trying to you know get into the airbnb game and stuff like that i told him dude you you got all the ins to arkansas i don't know why you're doing not doing it there my buddy my buddy micah makes a killing over there mm -hmm. and so um anyways I th I told him we all gotta meet up if if uh, yeah. Ohio State plays LSU. We all gotta meet up and watch that game, and he but he tries to go to the games. He tries he pays money to go to yeah. The I go to the games if they here. I go. Yeah, well, he'll, I've he'll never missed an LSU game that's in Texas. 
Oh, okay, okay. But he'll follow him. He'll follow. Oh, him for real? Because well, we fly for free, so he'll he'll hop oh, he'll hop a flight. Yeah. <laughs> he'll go watch him. And so, um, so yeah, that's the big thing. So big, you know, that, how do we tie how do we tie this into Airbnb? Because um, you know, college football is gonna come to your town. Hey, you gotta you gotta host some LSU fans, you know, yeah. or some Ohio State Buckeye fans, whatever. Where's the national championship at this year? I don't know. I don't know. Okay, that's a good cool one. You might want to pay attention to that. <laughs> <laughs> it would be cool if it was here. Oh, has, has he hosted one yet, Jerry Jones? Yeah, yeah. And it was when my Buckeyes won the championship with Zeke. So, Jerry, so at, it was at, it was at the Cowboy Stadium. Cowboy Stadium, because I, I remember that year. Because I, you know, I'm a huge Buckeyes fan. I would have went to that. I would have went to that, but. You know, I, I got married, you know, my wife, you know, she's from Mexico. So we had to do all of our immigration stuff in Juarez, Mexico, mm-hmm. that exact week, that exact week that Ohio State was coming here to play for the national championship. So I had to watch the national championship. My team, I lived right down the freaking road from the stadium, and I had to watch it in Mexico. <laughs> so, guess, where the, guess where the national championship is this year? Where? New Orleans. Uh, oh, man. Better have all your Airbnbs up and running. Oh yeah, I just went to my little world mark page to see if I can get my new ones. See if I got some time. <laughs> and not only that, if LSU makes it to the Natty mm. in their home, they just gotta go from Baton Rouge to New Orleans. Oh, you don't want to walk in there, man. You you don't want to walk in the dome, man. It's over with. I'm gonna represent OSU, baby. <laughs> that's, a, man, that's a home game, man. <laughs> Oh, I didn't know it was in Louisiana. It was in New Orleans, man. That's just a little trip, man. They just drive down. I might, I might go to that. I might go to that. Wow. January at, what? At least, at least go to to the outside. The outside, the festivities, right? You got to at least go for that, right? Yeah, yeah. Go Watch experience. the game. If you can't get a ticket, they're gonna get tickets gonna be expensive as hell, I'm sure. Oh, but if you can't get a ticket, yeah, at least go enjoy the festivities around there. And my I might place go is too. wide open in New Orleans that day too. Hell yeah. And I know why. It's because nobody, nobody, see, good thing is nobody books the tickets till they know who's going. Ah, I see. I see. That's like a good last, what I would do, honestly, what I would do is if I, if I had a place down there, I would leave it closed until they know who's going. Then that's when people are going to start booking Airbnbs, flights and all that. That's a good idea. Yeah. I'd wait till they know. That's actionable, actionable. Yeah, if you have an Airbnb in New Orleans, close. I would close off January the 13th. I will close off that whole weekend and be hey. that last dude charging a whole bunch of money. Hey, is Kimiana an LSU fan? Uh, I'm not sure. I know she's New, or- uh, New Orleans Saints. I'm not sure if she has LSU. She wouldn't, finally wasn't talking shit this last week after uh, New Orleans lost. <laughs> yeah. Man, they got Cowboys. whooped by the Falcons. Yeah, the Cowboys. Our Cowboys, man. I don't know what the hell. Man, that was Jason Garrett's fault, bro. Uh, trying to... They cut into our monies. Yeah, man. Home Jason Garrett, we man. need that playoff game. We need that home field playoff game. I know. The one time the one time Dak's on fire out there. He decided mm. to give the ball to Zeke. I'm like, mm. bruh. Hand and nothing all <laughs> game. Yeah, it's, it's it's he's throwing him out of bounds and Cooper's catching him on out of bounds on his tippy toes. How do you defend against that? You can't defend against that. Just hey. keep doing that. I'm sorry. We we went on a sports, you know, little Rampage. Yeah, I mean, we're on the sports topic, but it's related to Airbnb. We gave y'all, you know what I'm saying, all the people that uh, – Sports actionables. Yeah, all those people, yeah, if you got an Airbnb down there, I would definitely close that thing off. Um, that's one thing, a little trick, that a lot of people, they want to get booked, and they sit there and want to mm-hmm. be booked. Man, I, I try to keep – that's why, matter of fact, um, what is that thing I use? My smart B&B, my um, tool, my calendar tool. Um Price Labs, man, I got a, uh, a three-week booking just from not being, like, for Christmas. Three-week booking for Christmas because I have my place closed down. So, you know, that's just a way to think about it, have it closed down or have minimum night stays so somebody has to stay longer. So, hmm. yeah, man. Yes, sir. What um, what makes – see, I have a – I have a buddy that mentioned the other day he he um he's no longer on Amazon Prime. He got off of Amazon Prime. I was like, okay, that's cool. You know, just wait a couple extra days for your stuff. That's cool. I said, well, Walmart offers, you know, Walmart offers uh 
next day or two day and then so does target so there's other options i was like yeah there's other options but you know you've ever been on those walmart sites and those target sites and those third third party people selling <laughs> crap on there it's like this is the most clanky shady thing i've tried to buy from those sites before too it was like difficult there's no description of the product there's like maybe one picture i said I said Airbnb. Is, I mean, I'm sorry. Um, Amazon is just like the smooth process. You know, they lay you down. They give you some nice cocoa to have to drink while you're while you're enjoying your shopping and then you, <laughs> your stuff you want. And it comes tomorrow. It's beautiful. But Walmart, I know they're trying to do it, and, and Target, what other other stores are trying to do the same thing, but it's just not the same, bro. It's just, <laughs> what ma- and, and that got me thinking. What makes Airbnb? like just head and shoulders above all the other ones out there. I mean, no, there's no one even close to Airbnb. It's the, it's the ease of use of the website from our That's end true. and the customer's end. I mean, it's beautiful. It's seamless. I mean, you book it right now, instant book. I mean, right away. And it's just like, you see everything. And yeah. that's, that's what Amazon has going for them. That's what, that's what um, Airbnb has going for them. Yeah. And it's, and uh, it's a big difference. You could, you could try to use other people, but good luck. You know, it's, <laughs> it's, yeah. you do true. pay a little more. But that's why you pay a little more, right? Well, I'm on Amazon used to be a little I think Amazon's still cheaper, man. Yeah, but you still gotta pay that one twenty a year to, to use it. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I mean that's, that's, that's what it's tripping on. One twenty a year, you break that down, that's ten, 10 bucks, bucks a month. Ten bucks a month for you know all how much that you save in that, man. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I don't know, man. Uh, I love Amazon. Matter of fact, because I just had to ship a whole bunch of stuff through Amazon to my new uh Airbnb because I drove all my stuff from uh Matter of fact, let me dive into that. I actually, so you know, Dallas's market was oversaturated with one bedrooms, right? Mm-hmm. So we had a total of four one bedroom apartments. And um, since it was so oversaturated, I cut the leases on them. And what I did was I'm like, okay, let me see if I can get a bigger unit. And then I ended up getting a four bedroom. I, one of my uh, parents' tenants moved out and it was a four bedroom house. I'm like, let me test run this market with all this furniture. I already had the uh, furniture there. That's part of being resourcefulness. I already had the furniture set up in my uh, storage shed, move that stuff down this weekend. And then now we're just waiting on like the rest of the stuff to get set up. But uh, yeah, that's resourcefulness for you. Yeah. Yeah. So you drove it all over there in a moving truck or whatever. Yeah. Got a U-Haul, drove it all down there. Um, that's why we were busy. We took off early Saturday morning, like six, seven in the morning, got down there and loaded it up, got it all y'all down there. But, um, yeah, man. Um, Knowing this, I think the bigger the unit, the more profitable it'll be. But I think the smaller units target like the business travelers. But like I think Dallas was just so oversaturated with the business travelers, it was just like one bedroom, one bath, man. You need something bigger. Mm-hmm. You know, travel, travel like target group trips, things like that. Yeah. Um, we 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 talk about turnover B and B a lot on the show because we we dig it. We use it to get our cleaners and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. It's a perfect. It's the only spot. It's the perfect spot to get your cleaners. But um, they don't. We don't sponsor. They don't sponsor us or nothing. But anyways, cool guy. We know we know the founder. You know we're we're, we're close. We're gonna go enjoy some sunsets over in Hawaii together yeah. on a boat. <laughs> we'll be there. Yeah. And um, anyways, I had told I had told my cleaner about. I don't know, my my cleaner. I had told my um friend at work. He's a he, he's building cleaner. You know he cleans. You know the the warehouse and stuff like that you know trash and, and all that stuff bathrooms he, he's a busy building cleaner and we just talk and he's, he's from like a country like close to the philippines anyways he um he was he was saying something about ways to make extra money because you know he said wow america is so expensive it's so expensive here blah 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 and that's when i told him well you know do you clean outside of here maybe you could clean my house blah blah but they live in lewisville which is kind of far from arlington he's uh, kind of far to drive to go cleaning and i was like well i told him about the turnover bnb app and he and he got instantly got his his wife's like a stay at home you know with the kids yeah. but instantly she um she got she got on there and she does cleanings now airbnb cleanings and so she's yeah. making money and i was like there's a, I was like, there's a lot of places in Louisville. She goes, oh, goes, oh yeah, there's a lot of Airbnbs in Louisville. Like, Airbnbs are all over the place. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. And um, and he was saying, oh, but you know, some of these people that we clean for, he goes, some of them are just like, oh, just you know, mean and saying we aren't doing it right. And some other ones are really nice, say we do a good job. And she goes, it just depends. Some people are just real mean about about the cleanings, and other people are are, are cool about it. And this and that. I was like, man. People are, are getting to the point where they're just uh, expecting too much from the cleaners. Yeah. I think about that, you know, 
and my cleaner does a great job. I pay I pay her well, but she does a great job. But I mean, people are. I mean, there are some a holes out there. Oh, you didn't do this right. You didn't do that. I'm gonna get a bad review. Blah blah. blah. You know, it's not. It's a it's a different it's different worlds from what mm-hmm. cleaners were used to dealing with back in the day. And you you really have to have a cleaner you trust and you know, like you trust them, uh, because I, I I've heard people get like that with cleaners. Um, like I even I, I sometimes offer my cleaners, but I know my cleaners are really good. Mm-hmm. So if you give them certain shit, they're just not gonna stick around because they know they do damn good work. Like my cleaning crew in Arkansas. I might charge people a premium just to use them because they do some damn good work. Like I, they, I can tell they do good work because like I can hear people on my ring doorbell talking about how clean and how good the place smells. Um, but it's some people who are really stickler to the certain things that they have certain stick their stickles. They have certain limitations to, I think we talked about it with noble, you know, and I'm like, yeah, you kind of gotta, once they know what they're doing, let them handle the cleaning. Let them handle it. Once they have it down, let them handle it. Let them do it. You know, and then if they miss some spots and if somebody says something, then take it to them. Then they know, oh, we missed that. We know to put it in our checklist or, and give them your own checklist. You know what I mean? Right, once right. they have it, they have it. You know, and, uh, I t- and if, I'm going to really tell you the problem about turnover being being the reason they experience that is because you're probably dealing, they're dealing with people with one place and they're sitting there focused on that one place. So they're like, yeah, this and that and this. If you got other you got this place, this place, this place. You, you got to have it automated so you ain't got the time to focus on it. But, yeah, hold your cleaners accountable for sure. Hold them accountable. But, yeah, when you get to yeah, – some people are – yeah, man. And it's like – it goes back to the fact of micromanaging, though, right? You don't yep. want to be a micromanager. Yep. It doesn't work at the workplace, it, mm-hmm. and, and it won't work with your cleaners. I mean, nope. nobody's perfect, but you're paying them a – you know, you're paying them a price that ain't – trying to get perfect every time you know what i'm saying in, in a way i mean because like a deep clean yeah that's perfect to them to them that's the mentality of a cleaner a deep clean is perfection and do you want a deep clean where you're going to pay 150 200 bucks for a deep clean or are you going to get like a this airbnb clean that you want we're going to get it pretty good and it's going to be nice it's going to smell good and then these the guests are going to enjoy it and and it's like a fine line you can't i don't know i don't know it's a fine line See, yeah, you're right about it for a fine line. Um, deep clean. So, like, we'll sometimes, like, if, like, okay, like, we don't block the calendar off. But, like, let's say we don't have a same-day check-in, right? Then my cleaners, like, my mom will see it, my aunts will see it, and they'll do a deep clean on it. Like, they'll go, they'll lift up the windows. They'll go, like, through the window sills, clean all the dirt off from under there. And they a deep clean, you probably need to do once a month. Um, so... It's, it's you like you said it's that middle point it's like don't micromanage them but you know sometimes you do need a deep clean but that's also knowing things about turnovers like my mom's taught me a lot about turnovers i never thought about it. she was like yeah you got to dust the ceiling fan you know the top of the ceiling fan you got to get those a lot of people forget about it yeah, but she goes yeah. you don't have to do it very often but you have to know if, as the cleaner when was the last time this was done you know what i mean um mm-hmm. like it, it, it's good to have like two checklists like a turnover checklist and a deep clean checklist. So then you know, hey, my deep clean checklist, we'll do this once a month. Our turnover checklist, we do this every time. That's another good way to do it too if you have two checklists. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like a deep clean and a turnover checklist. <laughs> you know one thing, um, I'll, I'll call it a mica actionable. Yeah. Because I, I've incorporated it, incorporated is that's a word, incorporated into into what I've been doing because I heard you say it one time. And I, I've never really, you know, used it but this one thing that i've done and and i know you're you're more of the automated you know you you do more things automated but what i what i've been doing with the message with the departure message you know hey you know you know tomorrow's checkout you know here's a few things you you know that we'd we'd appreciate blah blah blah. and and then they check out or whatever hey we're leaving you know blah blah and i'm like oh thank you so much you know great guest amazing guest y'all you know we will have you back at any time hit me up if you need you know for a group special repeat guest price, whatever. I always need to throw that in there. Yeah. And and then I say, and we'll be sure to leave y'all a glowing five star review. Y'all are awesome. And and I remember you 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 told me something like that before and I was and I started using ever since I used that five stars and five <laughs> stars all the way down. You know, it kind of guilts them into it. And yeah. it, it, it's funny. I'm it, they might have not have had a five star experience. Who the fuck knows? But they 
<laughs> I'm just saying. Before that, you know, I'd get a five star, but it would be like you know a few four. You know, if you look all the way down the thing, a few fours here, maybe a three, maybe fives. But I'd, it would end up a five star. But these guys, after I started that, five stars plus fives all the way down, man. And yep. then. But I put that thing in there first. I was like, hey, you know, be sure to hit us up before you book next time for a special repeat customer, a repeat guest, you know, mm -hmm. uh, discount. And I throw that in there like, oh, fuck. now I got to leave a five-star review because I don't want to piss them off and I don't want to you know, get that <laughs> discount. You know what I'm saying? And so um, that's, a, that's a Micah actionable that, I, that I've been using lately that's been working out amazing for me. Yeah. Yeah. When you tell them, like, I send mine exactly at 2 o'clock. So they've been checked out two hours. And they're like, oh, the cleaners probably went in there. Even if they left the place a mess, they're like, oh, the cleaners didn't think it was a big deal. So, you know, they get that message saying, hey, we enjoyed you. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you still get that five star. You can still leave them an honest review. Like, hey, if they messed up the place or broke some stuff, you can still leave it in there while you get your five star review. You know what I mean? So, you know, it, it kind of forces exactly. them, holds them back to, you know, leave a bad review. And you can still leave an honest review for the next host. Yep, yep, yep. Our buddy Adisa uh, sent him a, Adisa Onu. Yeah, you know him. Yeah, yeah. He sent us a. Uh, he sent me a funny message today, and I'm. I know she's cool with with, with me. Um, he, he said, "I thought y'all would like this," and he goes, "You requested fifty bucks from so and so." Of course, we don't want to say names or whatever. And it shows this um this sister that looks you know pretty cute on the, her profile picture. <laughs> oh man, I got kind of. Kind of like a, I would say stripper esque, but um, <laughs> I'll show you. I'll send it to you. But anyways, it says you're you're requesting fifty dollars to replace sheets in second bedroom. I was not able to wash out the silicone based lube <laughs> that was left on the sheets. Other than this, you'll get five stars when this is taken care of. That's cool. I, I just I just noticed that part. He said he'll leave her five stars when she pays the, the 50 bucks whatever for replacing the sheets that's that's yeah. pretty cool i never thought of doing that i've asked i've always been afraid people and a lot of people on the groups are afraid to ask for money because oh, i'm gonna get a better review if i if i request money well if you do it like adisa did there's a hole in that though okay 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 well but it's a hole but not many guests know it. if she was to report that he might be able he might get in trouble for that oh for um is it in the app or is it through like a text message it, this this looks on 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 the app. He requested fifty dollars from so and so. You can request it, but when you start, hey, and then you, under the message it said, yeah, once you pay the money, you get the you get the five star review. Yeah, that, that's gotta, kind of coercion a little bit. Yeah, you're drawing the line. You might be crossing the line. I like it, but yeah, so, I, yeah. I he said, there's the some app. pictures on there. There's huh? some pictures on there, and then of course I responded with freaky deaky, and then he, <laughs> <laughs> and then he put. He goes, I think I hosted hookers this past weekend. Enemas in the trash and other sex-related items. Things they messed up. Thing is, they messed up my sheets with the lube. There was an oily... Okay. So cover, your kids <laughs> cover your kids' ears right now, y'all. There was an oily brown-tinted residue left. They must not have did a good job with the enemas. <laughs> and I wrote, classy chicks. And... <laughs> He said, hello, I thought you y'all would get a kick out of this. And um I, I we need to get Adisa Onu. Yo, we gotta get him on the podcast, man. We, I'm gonna start making little uh Facebook and tagging people like, hey, we're calling you out to come on live with thrive. <laughs> so you you know him? What how do you know him? Um no, I got I, th I think I met him from on the podcast. He's my friend okay. though. I, uh, yeah, yeah, he's my friend on He's a cool dude, man. He's yeah, he's cool man. as hell, man. He was the one who posted that picture of uh, he was at the uh, Cowboys and the uh, Washington Redskins game up in Washington, and he posted a picture, and it was like, it was like straight Cowboy fans in there. He was like, man, this is just disrespectful. Man. There was no Redskins fans in that stadium. Right, 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 right. Yeah, man, all, that, yeah. That's speaking of profile pictures. You know how I was uh, uh profile pictures came back up in one of the groups. Um, that host of Airbnb Automated, Sean Rakitic's group. Um, definitely check it out. Really good group. A lot of good resources in there. But profile pictures came up, and we were talking about, um, you know how I was about profile pictures. And uh, I think you commented on what I said. They were talking about, hey, get a pretty face on there. Faces do better than logos. And I gave my experience. I was like, hey, we've tested with my face, my wife's face, family photo, and we did a uh, 
did a, uh, you know, the logo, and I just said it proved to be more money, you know what I'm saying, coming in. And I said, I'm trying one more thing out. And I, Steve I goes, commented. I exactly. What, what do you think I'm going to do? <laughs> You're going to put a white family smiling on that picture. Nah, I'm putting a white girl on there. Oh, okay, okay. Yep. Okay. Similar. Hey, yeah, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to test it. Because I thought about it. I'm like, I ain't never tested with a different race, though. I'm like, let me see how that works. I'm going to see. And I'm going to calculate my numbers, and I'm going to see if I put, like, a little, you know. And I already really got attractive, one. Really attractive. Yeah, really attractive. I, I, I was like, I mean, because I took, as soon not as. Not too I, attractive. Girl next door. Like, girl next door. Yeah. Like, not too crazy stripper beautiful, you know. Stripper, no, no, no. Whatever. No you want. You just. <laughs> <laughs> you want to be cleaning off no yeah, lube in your you know, But no, I'm about to, uh, like, because uh, as soon as I found out, I was like, I asked Mahogany, I text, sent Mahogany a text. I was like, you know any blonde white girls that are kind of cute? And she was like, not here. She was like, I can find somebody in Oregon, you know, to do it. And I'm like, I'm like, let's find someone. And then, like, uh, we had a friend that we already do. She came to mind. I'm like, hey, let's just use her. She's like, cool. So we asked her. She's like, yeah, you guys can test it out, test run it, see what happens, you know? So I was like, yeah, that's what I'm going to do. Because my boy ain't going to say his name. <laughs> He was, after he heard it, he was like, man, we ain't never tested it, with, you know, with other people. And he put, like, he found this picture on a, on Adobe stock. <laughs> he just did a little snipping tool on this white guy with this smile. And he had this little, this <laughs> So, yeah, that's what he's using as his. I was like, I'm going to use the attractive white girl to see what we get, you know. So, you never work. You never know, you know, so. Hey, for, for me though, I, I got I'm a lot more money with a logo. Whatever, different, you know. If that brings in more money, that's what we're sticking to. I'm sure it happens all the time. I'm sure it happens all the time. Shit, yeah. <laughs> I mean, people people honestly book with who they're most comfortable with. Right, right, right. Straight up, but uh, yeah, I'm not. I can't wait to put that up. Uh, I can't wait to see how this works out. <laughs> We're, man, we 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 don't hold back on this show. That's what's cool about it. No, we don't hold man. back. We try to make a profit. We try to make a profit. Um, one thing I I follow the LA market a little bit, and okay. it's funny. I was looking at these houses over there close to um, Griffith Park. You know where that is, where the, the where the Hollywood sign is on the on the mountain, and then oh the, yeah, yeah, okay, okay. The, yeah, the observatory up there, and I was like following. I like I like that area. And um, anyways, um, you know Charles Manson. He, you know, his people murdered some people back in the day in the uh, in the 60s, right? The Helter yep. Skelter, you know, and an L.A. murder house went up for sale. One of the L.A. and not the one where Sharon Tate, whatever, I think Sharon Tate, she got killed. But it was another house where he murdered like a couple there at the house. And it was on the market for like almost two million dollars. It actually it sold a little bit less. It sold almost at two million dollars for a freaking house where a double murder was committed. That's how that's how desperate they are for housing over there, man. It's crazy. Like an Airbnb? It's a nice uh, that's the thing. At least it's getting strict on the Airbnb shit, right? But anyways, it's a nice house. It's fifteen hundred square feet, but it's almost two million dollars. And it's a murder house. That's how freaking crazy it is. But I did see some I did see, you know, I've been following a little bit. I bit I did see some prices coming down a little bit in the LA market. Like I've seen houses that it's funny because over here you'll see a house drop for like they'll drop it like five grand, maybe maybe ten grand if they ain't selling it. You know, this house was marked down one hundred and thirty grand after like trying to sell it for a few Damn. months. They marked it down the price of you can buy a house for that markdown right here, yeah. and um, so I'm seeing a little bit of I'm seeing a little bit of that little bit of cracks in the in the LA market a little. Yeah, because you know, it's just so expensive out there. Man, the California rent control just hit too. Oh, how's that? Yeah, the governor just signed statewide rent control October 8th, well, last month. Um, so rent hikes, you can only go up 5% each year, plus inflation, and bans no-cause evictions. So pretty much stronger tenant laws, tenant safety laws. So you so always tenant- have to have a cause to get someone out. Yeah. Um, That's weird. Yes, and then they just so uh, they're locked in if they want to stay at that spot forever. Mm-hmm. Oregon, yeah, Oregon did it too. Oregon capped rents at seven percent. You can only go up seven percent. Um, and I know Oregon also has it where if you go up over, I think if you try to go over, you have to pay for them to move or something like that. So yeah, Oregon and California, but I don't. But this is the thing about if I were, I would go to Oregon before California because I don't think Oregon has those strict tenant laws. I don't know though, but that's mm-hmm. what I I don't think their tenant laws are as friendly as tenant friendly i should say 
mm-hmm. it's California. Hmm. But yeah, something to look into. Oh well, it appeal it it appears that the Californians and and Oregon people that are all coming here anyway. So yeah, they are. <laughs> so yeah, man, another good app. I think I think we covered yeah. some stuff. Yeah, the, yeah. Um, uh, you know, test out your profile pictures, people. Test out. <laughs> Yeah, test and if you're if you're good-looking white people already, you don't really got it. <laughs> I'm a good-looking white. <laughs> Just leave it like it is. Oh man, well yeah, man. Test out your profile picture and uh, get your five-star reviews with the tips we gave and uh, get your Disney Plus on. I'm about to go edit these episodes and I'm about to go sit on the uh, bedroom on on the bed and watch the Disney Plus. Uh, right, I think I'll right. probably try to work from home tomorrow because I think my wife, my baby's up filling it right now. So. Mm. Mm. yeah well good thing you can do that that's awesome yeah 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 so so hit yeah, us man. up find us out there LLT. Yeah, yeah. hit us up man hit us up send us a message uh send us funny messages like uh disa did man we always had we always up for a good laugh uh yeah follow us on ig facebook twitter tiktok youtube uh subscribe on apple podcasts wherever you listen to podcasts and we would appreciate love and support from the listeners Mm. Um, yeah and if you're ready to get your health and fitness game together ladies be sure to follow mahogany artist on ig she'll get your fitness and nutritional game on point so why do you always say only ladies can do that uh that's just our target okay cool but if if a dude wants to follow and try to do it it's it's cool too yeah 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 but she has a uh, ladies she has a certification for ladies yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, she has a she has her lady specialist certification. So, oh, okay. Yeah, man. Cool, cool. All right, we're all doing it. Yes, sir. Well, thanks for listening, and we will see you on the flip side. Peace. Later. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Live Let Thrive. Be sure to tune in next week for all the latest in the world of Airbnb and all that entails. Bye bye.